I'm in a series called The Incredibles. We're talking about ordinary people that God used in an extraordinary way. And today I want to talk to you about how to live above average. There are enough average Christians in the world. Don't be one. Let's rise above average, okay? This morning we're going to look at a man in the Bible named Jabez. Boy, what an interesting guy. The first nine chapters of the book of 1 Chronicles are all genealogies. There are over 600 names mentioned, name after name. By the way, we're not going to read all 600, okay? Are you with me? But right in the middle of 600 names, God singles out one man for special recognition. That catches my attention. Out of the 600 generations of people, God says this man deserves special recognition. He is an honorable mention. In fact, the Bible says he was more honorable than all of his brothers. God singles him out right in the middle of all those other names. And this guy's name was Jabez. There's only two verses in the entire Bible on this man, but he gets two verses whereas 600 other people don't get anything said about them. That's a big deal. Why? What was it that made Jabez so special? What made him above average? What made him unusual that God singled him out? What did Jabez do that would cause us to be talking about him this morning. What was so unique about his life? Well, there's just a thumbnail sketch about him. Like I said, only two verses. But in these two verses, we learn three secrets about the life of the man named Jabez. Three secrets that when applied to your life, I guarantee will cause you to rise above average. So let's read about him. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Okay, let's understand this right here at the beginning. God answered his prayer. God gave him everything he asked for. God granted him his request. And that's it. That's all we have in the Bible about Jabez. These two verses, he prayed a very simple prayer, but the prayer gives us a lot of insight about his life. It tells us how we can live above average. So church, are you ready? Number one, if you want to live above average, you need to have a great ambition. While Jabez's friends were satisfied with just being average, Jabez said, Lord, I want you to do something significant in my life. I want you to bless me, and not just bless me, I want you to bless me indeed. I'm asking you, God, to enlarge my territory, or as some translations say, enlarge my borders. 
He's saying he didn't want to be ordinary. He wanted to expand. He wanted to grow. God, enlarge my territory. Expand my vision. Make me something above ordinary. Make me something out of ordinary. He wanted something special and something great. Most of all, he wanted God's blessing more deeply in his life. I don't know if you've noticed this, but what I've noticed, low these many years I've lived, most people just drift along through life. Have you ever noticed that? Most people are just drifters. Oh, maybe it's not that way when you're young and ambitious, but then you kind of get a stalemate in your life and you grow older and, and you're just satisfied to drift on, go to first cafeteria a couple of times. No, anyway. A lot of people have no goals, no purpose, no aim, no desires. They just float with the crowd. Not Jabez. He said, God, I don't want to be that way. I'm asking that you enlarge my territory. I want you to stretch me, God. I want you to do something that you've never done in anybody else's life. And God, I'm asking that you do it in my life. Bold prayer. Yeah, I've said this to you before, but I really believe it. You've got to have a dream. God's given you a dream. Do you know what your dream is, your vision? God's given it. We've got to have it. You stop dreaming, you start dying. No goals, no growth. You've got to have a vision. As long as your horizon is expanding, you are a healthy human being. Notice I didn't say as long as your waistline is expanding. That's not healthy. As long as your horizon is expanding, you're facing new challenges, you're trying new dreams, believing God for greater things, growing and stretching and facing new challenges. Folks, you got to have a great ambition. And I don't know of a single person in Scripture who had a greater ambition than Jabez. He prayed, Lord, bless me indeed. Lord, expand my borders. You see, Jabez is an example of the power of thinking big and trusting God for it. Great men and great women are simply ordinary people who have great thoughts, great ideals, great ambitions, and great dreams. If you want to be like Jabez, you need to say, Lord, bless me. Lord, enlarge my territory. Folks, listen, that is a legitimate request. God, I want you to do something significant in my life. Church, you've got to have a great ambition. And Jabez did. Number two, if you want to live above average, you've got to have a growing faith. We notice a couple of things about Jabez in these two verses. In the first place, there's no mention made here of any special ability that he had in his life. No special talent, no special gift. It doesn't say he was educated or wealthy or had any unusual abilities. He was just a common man who believed in an uncommon God. I've been preaching this incredible series for seven weeks, and I've said this at least twice in every sermon. God uses ordinary people. Bottom line, God uses ordinary folks. There is something more important than education or ability or talent or gifts. The thing that is more important than all of these is faith. 
That's what's important, the faith that you have. You know what? I know all kinds of super talented people who are sitting on the sidelines of life while people with minimal talents are getting the job done because they believe in God. Church, listen. If you've got faith, you don't have to worry about what you don't have. Evidently, Jabez had some kind of disability or some kind of handicap in his life. We're really not for sure of what it was exactly. But his name in the Hebrew means pain. Jabez means pain. Evidently, he caused his mother so much pain and grief when he was born that his mother named him Pain. Now, ladies, I don't know what kind of pain that is to give birth. I've seen it happen. I don't want to experience it. But evidently, there was something more significant about his birth that caused pain because giving birth to a baby causes pain for every woman, right? Ladies, come on. I'm tossing you out one here to hit a home run and say amen, doesn't it? That was weak. Maybe you forgot and you need to have another kid, huh? Okay. Evidently, there was something else that happened. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the experience that he was born in. Maybe his father had died. Maybe there were other causes to the pain, but she named him pain. Let me ask you, whoever you are, how would you like to go through life with that name? How would you like to go through life, everybody calling you pain? Every time his mama looked at him, she thought, that kid's a pain. His name was a constant reminder that even his mother thought he was a pain. That would be a handicap in life, wouldn't it? i got to believe that would be worse than being named Sue if you were a guy. Come on, Johnny Cash fans. Help me out here, right? But Jabez's faith was stronger than his handicap. Church, this is a very important statement. He would not let what somebody else had labeled him interfere with the plan that God had for his life. He had been labeled a pain. He wasn't going to live that way. Made me get to thinking, who's labeled you? What label has been put on you that you believe about yourself? And you're letting people get away with it and keeping you from God's plan for your life. They've labeled you. Somebody has said about you, oh, she's, she's so shy. Or he can't speak in public. Or he's always been the nervous type. Or she's always had a bad temper. On and on and on. How many people have labeled you and you've believed that about yourself? Maybe when you were a kid, your dad said, you're never going to amount to anything. And you believed him. Or your mama said, you're never going to be anything significant. I'm always going to be ashamed of you. Maybe a friend in your life, somebody labeled your life and it's put a limitation on your life that God never intended to be there in the first place, but you've believed it. And it has kept you from having a great ambition. And it has kept you from having a growing faith. 
I don't know, it could be anything. What, what is your handicap this morning? For some of you, it may be a physical handicap. For others, a spiritual handicap. For some, maybe an emotional handicap. You think, I've got this hang-up. I've got this handicap. I've got this problem. God could never use me. Contraire, my dear friend. God uses handicapped people. God uses ordinary people. So what's your handicap? Maybe, maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's an unhappy childhood. Maybe it's a frustrating job. Maybe it's an unhappy marriage situation that, that you're using as an excuse. What is your handicap? What excuse are you giving? Did you know there are really three kinds of people in life? There, there are excusers, people who make an excuse for everything. No matter what happens in their life, they've got an excuse for it. And they're living their life with these excuses, even, even their spiritual life. Then number two, there are accusers, people who blame everything on other people. It's not my fault. If, I, if I'd have just been born in a better family, if I just had a different situation, if I had a better environment, if I had one more chance, they spend their whole life blaming and accusing. And number three, there are choosers. These are people who make it in life. This was Jabez. He was a chooser. They choose to do the right thing no matter what. They choose to believe in God. They choose to move ahead in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the hang-ups, in spite of the labels, in spite of the problems. Really, that is what made Jabez's life so great. He had a handicap. It was his name. He caused pain. But he said, God, I want you to bless me. Lord, I'm asking that you enlarge my territory, and I'm going to believe you. Folks, listen to me. Here was a man who had a great ambition, and here was a man who had a great growing faith in God. And you've got to have those two things if you're going to rise above average. Number three, you need a genuine prayer life. In fact, you've got to have a great prayer life. Jabez was honored by God because he prayed. Really, his prayer was the key to his life. As we look at his prayer, we notice that Jabez made at least three requests. I could say four, but I needed three, so I fused two together. Are you with me? Huh? These requests made him live above average. He, he prayed, and the Bible says God granted his request. If you want to live above average, here, listen to me, here is the prayer you need to be praying every day. Are you with me? This is how serious it is. You need to pray this prayer every day for yourself, for your family, and for this church. Here it is. Jabez prayed for God's power in his life. He said, Lord, would you bless me? Lord, would you bless my life? I want your power in my life. Jabez knew to live above average, he needed God's power to accomplish that dream. He couldn't do it on his own. And he is very specific in verse number 10. Here's what he said. Lord, would you bless me indeed and would you enlarge my territory? Very specific. Lord, I want a double blessing on my life. That's the indeed part. Bless me indeed. And Lord, enlarge my territory. He had a very clear, very specific goal that he prayed about. 
Lord, expand my borders. Really, I wonder how many of us really pray that way. Are you that specific when you pray? Are you specific in what you ask God to do in your life? Just for example, if you own a business or, or, or manage a business, have you ever prayed, Lord, would you expand the borders of my business? Lord, would you bless my business? Maybe if you've never prayed that, that's why it's never grown. <laughs> yeah? Have you ever said, God, bless my home life? Lord, I pray that, that you would make me a greater, stronger, more committed person. Lord, I pray, and I pray this for myself. Lord, would you expand, enlarge the borders of my ministry? Now, really, that's a bold prayer. It, let me step over here when I say this. It's almost a crazy prayer. To ask God for more. I mean, some days I have all I can take. All I can stand. Why in the world would I ask God for more? Because it's right. I mean, why, why in the world? Let me, why in the world would we, be, would we be trying to expand the borders of this church? Why in the world would I always be pushing to you? We need to reach a 1,000 people for Christ. In order to do that, we're going to have to build a new sanctuary. We're going to have to add more parking. Why would we do that? You know what? That's going to that's cost us. It's going to cost us time, money, energy, frustration. And then more people. You know what? More people means more problems. Maybe not for you, but for me. Because it's God's will. Because God put this church here at this time, at this place for a specific purpose. And that is to reach our world with the good news of Jesus. There are a lot of great churches in this town. We just happen to be one of them. Okay? But we're one of them doing what God has called us to do. We are doing something no other church is doing. We're needed in the River Valley. Let's don't put limitations on God. God, enlarge our borders. Bless us indeed. That's what Jabez prayed. God, I want you to enlarge my territory. It's very specific. You know, here's what I have to admit. The first time I read this, I was, just, I was probably a high school student. And then I can remember reading it again when I was in, in college. And, and to me, when I first read this, it really seemed like a selfish prayer. I'm just being honest with you. It seemed like all he's saying was, help me, bless me, use me. To, to me, it, it almost seemed selfish. And, and I'll tell you, it's not the way I was wired. The way I was wired is this, oh, a humble Christian would never pray a prayer like that. Yeah, I really think that's a lie from the devil. You know why I think that? Because God approved of this prayer. God heard this prayer. God granted this prayer. God answered this prayer. So it's led me to deduce this. Ambition is neither good or bad. What makes the difference is the motive behind the ambition. 
Let me ask you this way. Why do you want what you want? What's your motive? Why do you pray for what you pray for? We can have a wrong motive and make it sound really spiritual. (laughs) But evidently, Jabez's motive was right. And the difference is determined by your motive. Ambition is just a basic drive that God has given to his people. God never, church listen to me, God never honors an unworthy motive. In James chapter 4 he says, you have not because you ask not. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures. So he's saying there that you can have wrong motives in your praying. And if your motives are wrong, God is not going to answer that prayer. There are selfish motives, but Jabez's motives were pure. So if I own a business, why in the world would I pray that God bless my business and give me more business so I can make more money? Well, a wrong motive would be so that I can just pad my wallet and build me a bigger house and have a finer car. The right motive would be, Lord, you bless my ministry or my business so that I can then bless your ministry. You give me more so I can give more back to you. Why in the world would I pray every day, Lord, give me some new people to talk to you about. Expand my borders. Expand my ministry so I can help people in need. Why would, why would I put myself out there and do that? Because people need the Lord. And it's the right thing. So, what do we learn from this? Well, God dares you to ask him for great requests. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, God is able to do more than you can think or imagine. Church, do you believe that? God is able to do more than you can think or even imagine. Over 20 times in the New Testament, we are commanded by the Scripture to ask God for things over and over again. Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Whatsoever things you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. If you lack anything, ask for it. I will give it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You have not because you ask not. Ask that your joy may be full. And then the Bible says, according to your faith, it shall be done unto you. Do you see how big that is? It's according to the faith that you have that God is going to answer you. So you get to decide. How much of God do you want in your life? You decide. How much do you want God to bless your business? You decide. How much do you want Him to bless your home and your family? You get to decide. Again, God said, according to your faith, it's going to be done unto you. God says, pray. That's what Jabez did. He asked God. He prayed for God's power in his life. I love Jeremiah 33.3. It says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you don't even know about. Isn't that awesome? So Lord, bless me indeed. Enlarge my borders. Secondly, Jabez prayed for the presence of God. Verse 10, Lord, would you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me 
Notice those last two words, with me. Lord, let your hand be with me. Now, why would he pray this after he prayed the prayer of enlarging his borders? Why would he pray, Lord, I want you to be with me. I want your presence to be in me, in my work, in my career, in my life, in my family. I want you to be with me. Why? Why would he pray that? Well, he knew what was about to happen. Large territory increases responsibility. The larger your territory, the more you have to deal with. It means that you have more borders to defend. Any kind of growth causes additional pressure in your life. With success comes additional problems. <laughs> I mean, you got more to deal with. Because you have more responsibility. Larger territories that you have means that there are going to be more enemies in your life envying you because what you have. The closer you grow to the Lord, the more the devil's going to hassle you. I've been a Christian now for over 45 years, and I've discovered the longer that you are a Christian, the stronger you are as a Christian, the more the devil's going to work on you. I had the foolish idea when I was a young seminary student that I would reach a pinnacle in my spiritual growth one day in time when the temptations of the devil would have no effect upon me. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. I tell you what, here's when you need to start worrying when you're not tempted by the devil. Can I tell you something? It's hard being a Christian. If, if, you, if you thought before now I was preaching a health and wealth religion message, changing all that right now, it's hard being a Christian. It's not easy. It's not for people who are weak-spined. It is for people who are willing to make a commitment and stick by it. The closer you get to the Lord Jesus Christ, the greater warfare you're going to have in your life. So you need God's power. You need God's presence. You need His hand guiding you. And along with that, number three, you need God's protection in your life. He said, Lord, let your hand be with me and keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Do you see the brilliance of this prayer? I mean, listen to me. It's only a verse long. There are three or four requests, however you put them here. But Jabez was brilliant. He knew what he was asking for. He wanted God to bless him, to enlarge his border. He wanted God's hand on him to guide him. But he knew with all this new stuff there would come new temptation. So he prayed, Lord, please keep me from evil. great prayer not and here's what we would pray Lord be with me while I'm walking through this temptation because we want to get as close to it as we can don't we but not Jabez he said God keep me far from it again listen to me temptation is not a sin the sin is when you take the temptation and act on it. But Jabez is praying, God, would you keep me 
far from temptation. And why? This is interesting. He said, because I don't want to be a pain in somebody else's life. Now, I said this Wednesday night, but I need to say it again. Because some of you weren't in here Wednesday night. I shouldn't have said that, but I did. Oh, you were out doing something else in the church, right? Here's the deal. Your sin doesn't affect just you. When I sin, it's going to affect other people. Perhaps my family, perhaps those around me. I guarantee you it will affect this church. Jabez didn't want that. So he prayed, Lord, keep me far from evil because I don't want to cause pain. He asked for it. God gave it to him. He asked for God's blessing. He received God's blessing. He asked for a larger border. He got a larger border. He asked for God's hand to be on him. He received that. You see what's happening here with Jabez? Here's everybody else. All these other 600 people just get their name mentioned. But there's old Jabez. He was honorable. He was above average. That's what God wants for you. To live above average. To do that, you need to ask God for these things. Some of you need to start today by asking for His presence in your life. Oh, you've come here and you know about Jesus. You know about Christianity. You know about forgiveness. But you've not received it. You don't have His presence in your life. We say here at Kavanaugh, it's as simple as ABC. A, admit that you're a sinner. B, believe that only Jesus can save you. And C, confess your sins to Him and confess Him as Lord of your life. Someone needs to do that today. For the rest of us, we need God's presence in our life in a greater way. Lord, have your hand on me. Lead me. Guide me. Then you ask for God's power. You say, Lord, I want to trust you. Give, Give me the Spirit's power in my life. I know I can't do it on my own. I know I'm bound to fail and fall on my face and make mistakes, but I'm asking that you give me the power to be the kind of person that you want me to be. Bless me, Lord. Enlarge my borders. And then you ask for his protection. Lord, (laughs) I've got to have your protection. Keep me from evil so that I don't cause pain. That's how you live above average, man. Jabez did it, and out of 600 names, he gets honorable mention. I don't know about you, but I sure would like that for my life. I would like to get honorable mention from God. Wouldn't you like to be able to stand before him one day and he say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Wouldn't you like to stand before the Father one day at the throne in heaven and he says, You did a good job, son. You did good, daughter. Why don't you join me for all eternity? You can have that. A great ambition. A great faith. And a great prayer. 
I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and close your eyes. We're going to do something here at Kavanaugh we do every week, and it's called an invitation. We invite you to come and pray. Now, I know you can pray there where you're at. You don't have to come to the front, but there's something special in coming to these altars and praying. And I'm going to ask that you consider to do that. If you've never been saved, would you come and receive God's gift of salvation? If you're here today and you're a believer but you feel away from God, would you come and simply draw close to Him? And then church, listen to me. For all of us here today, would you come to the altar and today pray the Jabez prayer? Pray it for yourself. Pray it for your family. Pray it for this church. Begin this wonderful adventure today of daily praying this special prayer. And then just watch and see what God does. Heavenly Father, move amongst...